This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. One of the topics that come up during uh, this time of the year, it's not really related to Pesach at all. It might not even be related to Chodesh Nisan, it's Berchas Ilonis. A couple of people were asking some questions about it, I figured we'll talk a little bit about it. The idea of Berchas Ilonis appears two places in the Bavli. One is the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Dafir Aleph, one is the Gemara in Brachis, Daf Mem Gilmah Med Beis. And it's important to read the Lashon of the Gemara. Because as we'll see, specifically in the Svadish Shapoiskim, the Medayik Mamish major halachas from every single word that appears in the Gemara. So let's read the Lashon of the Gemara carefully. The Gemara says the following, Amar Rabbi Huda, Haiman Dinafik, someone who goes out. So right away, that's a funny Lashon, goes out. Goes out where? Someone goes out. During the days of Nisan. So right away you're going to start clearing, well, does that mean only Nisan? Not in Eor or not in Adar, depending on where you live or if you live on the other side of the world. You're not going to have the sprouting, you're not going to have the seasons during Nisan. Says the Gemara, And he sees Ilone. What does Ilone mean? Trees. Sounds like it has to be plural. More than one tree. Says the Gemara, what do you see? The Milav Levi. That they are sprouting. Omar, you make a bracha. Baruch, shaloi chiser be'olomoi klum. That Hashem is not missing anything in this world. Ubarabai briois toivois. And he created beautiful things. Ve'ilonois toivois. And beautiful trees. Lehisnoyes behen b'nei adam. That's the end of the bracha. That's what we have in the Gemara in two places. Here in the Gemara in brachas as well. So first of all, there's a lot to talk about just from the Nusach Gemara. Now this bracha is recorded in Shulchan Aruch, in the Chelik Bezid of, of, the, of what we call today the Mishnah but in, in, the, in the end of Hilchas Brachas, the end of Shulchan Aruch brings down this din, this halacha, making the bracha on the trees. Now the Ritvan Rosh Hashanah points out two important ha'aras. First of all, he says, if you read the Gemara, the Gemara never says, you say the words Baruch Atah Hashem. You don't say Shemu Malchus. So if you know from the last parak of brachas, there's a lot of brachas over there in the last parak of brachas, and Taisus writes over there in the beginning that even though the Gemara doesn't write Shemu Malchus, you can assume it's with Shemu Malchus. So the Ritzvah says the same thing here also. Even though the Gemara does not say you say Baruch Ato Hashem with Shemu Malchus, it's presumed that you say Shemu Malchus as well. The second Chiddush of the Ritzvah is more relevant. The Ritzvah says <coughs> that Nisan is Lav Dafka. Even though the Gemara said the words Nisan, it doesn't mean only Nisan. It's whenever things start to sprout in your community, that's when you would make this bracha, lav dafka, chaydish nisan. And that's what's brought down. Machza shekel, Mr. brings it down like this, lav dafka nisan, depending on when things start to grow. Now, if you look in the Aruch HaShulchan, he points out, what is this bracha all about? What is the bracha? So obviously it's a bracha that's miyached for fruit trees. What's so special about the fruit tree? So he says something very interesting. He says, despite what your parents might have told you and what the dentist told you, he says that we don't really need to eat fruits. We don't really need fruits. We can live off of bread. We can live off other things. We don't need fruits. So why doesn't create fruits? So he writes, fruits were just for us to enjoy. Fruits were created as what we call a healthy version of candy. But that's fruits. You don't need them. You can live your whole life and you'll live a very long life and you won't eat an apple and orange and you'll be fine. You need bread, you need water. That's a, a basic requirement for life, but you don't need fruit. Even though your parents told you you need an apple and you need an orange, you need all these things, very important. It's not so, it says Arachashoch, that's not true. So why did Hashem put them into the Bria? Just for us to enjoy. This was Mamish Hashem's present for us to enjoy this world a little bit more. It says Arachashoch, and that's what this bracha is. This bracha is us thanking our Baruch Hu for giving, and that's really what it says in the Gemara. Lihinois Bahem, to enjoy. These were here just for us to enjoy, just for our Geshmak 
um, out of these things. And that's why it's only on fruit trees, because fruits were given to us as this type of a present. Now, the Kafachayim and the Svadish Apoiskim, you can tell the difference between a Svadish guy and an Ashkenazi guy when you watch them do Birchas Ilonis. If you ever watch a Svadish do Birchas Ilonis, it's like an hour long procedure. They say tefillahs and they bring a minion, they bring the whole shul, it's a whole procedure. An Ashkenazi guy is in and out like in 30 seconds. He makes the bracha and he's gone. So you can watch. So go look around. I've seen it. <laughs> I saw a guy down my block making Berkha Zilonis. He was there for like three hours. I don't know what exactly he was doing. But in the Svadish Welt, it's a different experience. It's a much more of a, uh, a spiritual walk. And if you look in the Kavachayim, he says that one of the elements of, of Berkha Zilonis has to do with the fact that it's a tikkun for the Nishamas. Again, this is way out of my realm of comfortability. But it has something to do with the Nishamas and Gilgulim and things like that. So it's a little bit of a different experience for them. But nonetheless, the Kavachai makes the diak on the beginning of the Gemara. He says, Hai mind denofik nisan. He says, you gotta be bimei nisan. And he quotes from the Chidah. The Chidah writes, if you don't make it a nisan, you don't say it at all. And the Kavachai paskins that you would say it without a bracha. If a person doesn't get around to it until Eeyore, he would make it without a bracha. However, most Paiskim, both Svaidish and, and, and Ashkenazic for sure, but even Chacham Bavadja disagreed, and the Bavadja felt that even if you don't get around to this bracha until it's already after Nisan, you still can make the bracha with Shema Machas. Ashkenaz and Paiskim all agreed to that. But nonetheless, there is an Indian to try to get it done in the month of Nisan as much as you can. The truth is this bracha is an interesting bracha. It's what we call today a Birchas HaShevach. Right? It's the same bracha you make when you see thunder and lightning. You're praising Hashem that He did these things. Am I mechuyiv to go find a storm so I can make the bracha on the thunder and lightning? Let's say I hear in the news that there's a storm in New Jersey. So I should get in my car and drive two hours to New Jersey so I can make the bracha on the thunder and lightning. No, we assume you don't have to do that. So what about the same thing for this? I have to go fire. Today they do you a favor. In all the Jewish papers, they tell you where the tree is. Am I mechuyiv to do that? The Lashon the Gemara is, a guy goes out and happens to see a tree. Let's say I don't live anywhere near trees. So am I mechoyiv to go? So the Pasha says, you're not mechoyiv to go. It happens to be, if you're walking down the street and you see a tree, you should make the brach. However, Rabbi Shalom used to say about himself that since he turned by mitzvah, he never missed one year of Berch HaSilanus. We can assume Rabbi Shalom was a very busy person, even at a young age. That's when he wrote a lot of his classical svarim on electricity. He was a young man in his early 20s, so he was obviously busy. And he still never missed a Berch HaSilanus. So obviously, there's something to this brach. But again, Me'ikar Adin, if you don't have any fruit trees in your neighborhood, you don't have to make the bracha. What's the lotion in the Gemara? Hain man denofik. So some people want to be medak, you can't make the bracha via window. Because it says you have to go out. Many contemporary poets can disagree. They say that's not so. They say you can make the bracha through the window. So let's say, for example, my next neighbor has a fruit tree. I'm sitting in my house. This came up a lot during COVID. Because people weren't exactly going outside. So they had, uh, someone showed me near this row. I think they had this, they had, a, they had a tree on the back of a truck. And they drove it around the neighborhood. And everyone made the Berchus Ilanas that way. So uh, you didn't leave. So they gradually went on the porch to see it, probably. But uh, Shubha Kamnetsky writes that he thinks it's Dava Pashat. You don't have to go outside, you have to make the bracha. As long as you see it through a window, that's also good enough to make the bracha. The question is, how many trees do you need? So here we can't exactly be so picky. We don't exactly have. Uh, so many options of trees over here. But many pais came health from the Lash of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Ilonei, so that means at least two. So you should try to have two trees. They quote Reb Chaim Noya, Kaf Chaim, Shalim they wore a makbit to try to have two trees. But Reb Ephraim Greenblatt says, he remembers by Reb Moshe, Reb Moshe only made the bracha on one tree. Now, I don't know where Reb Moshe went to make Berchas If he went to one of the parks in Manhattan, it might have been a little easier. If he was making the Lower East Side, you're lucky to get any trees. You know, uh, it's not so easy to find trees in the city. But uh, today we try our best wherever we can find at least one tree to make the bracha. Many people have the assumption you can't make this bracha at night. That's not true. There's no source that says you can't make this bracha at night. It used to be 
probably the reason why they didn't make the bracha at night was because like, if you look in the Svadish of Paiskim, Kafachayim, he says, Haiman Dinofik means they used to go outside the city to make the bracha. Why? Because one of the reasons for Bechazlan had to do with the Nishamas, so they used to go outside the city where the Kvarim were, and they'd go out there somewhere to be metapal with this bracha. Again, I don't know the connection between the Shamas and this, but that's why they used to leave the city, and maybe that's why they didn't go at night. It's a little spooky to go at night. But Me'ikar I didn't, there's no halachic issue to go at night. What about a Shabbos V'yamtiv? So here's already interesting. The Sfadish Shepois can bring down a fascinating Chiddush from the Chidah. The Chidah writes, uh, the Kavachayim, I'm sorry, not the Chidah, the Kavachayim writes, you're not allowed to do make berachas alone as a Shabbos V'yamtiv. Why? So he has two Svaras. One Svar is, he's a Chayshish that you may come to pluck off Something from the tree. Like the Gemara and Sukkah has such a chash. Sometimes you get too close to certain things that grow on trees. On Shabbos Yomtev, we're afraid you're going to pull it off. That's one reason. And his other reason is even harder to understand. He says it's bayrer. Why is it bayrer? He says because when you make the bracha, you're separating the nitzaytzes and the klipas of bad and good and it's bayrer. So even here, even Rabbi Vajra writes, he says, well, one second. What type of bayrer is that? But here is normally when you do something with your hands. You take, here you say a tefillah and the tefillah accomplishes bayer. That's not bayer. That's spiritual bayer. Spiritual bayer is not halachic bayer. And the other taina was that maybe you'll come to pluck it off. Why exactly would you pluck off that little thing? There's nothing there. What are you going to pluck it off for? It's garnished. Bishlam, a whole fruit. Maybe I'll rip an apple off the tree to eat it. That little bud, what am I going to do to the little bud? So most of the Paiskim agree that today you can do the bracha on Shabbos Yomtev. In the Swadish Paiskim, some are more machmir, but in the Ashkenazic Paiskim, clearly they have no problem with being, uh, making this bracha on Shabbos Yomtev. I think most years I end up doing it on Shabbos Yomtev. It's just easier that way. You know, take a trip, you go for a walk, you end up doing it on Shabbos Yomtev. But many people ask, am I allowed to make the bracha on Shabbos Yomtev? The answer is yes, you could. What is interesting is, if you, if you go down to the tree and the person who... The, the truth is a couple of problems when you just go to a random tree. How do you know it's not Erla? Can you make the bracha on an Erla tree? What happens if this fruit tree is never really going to make any edible fruit? Do you know what's the status of this fruit tree? Because they posted a sign, here, make the bracha. Do you know anything about the background of this tree? First of all, is the tree Erla? You have no idea. So Erla is a problem even in Chutzlaretz. Is Erla a problem for Bechas Ilanas? That's question number one. Question number two is, do this, does this tree even produce fruits? The guy tells you it's a fruit tree. A lot of fruit trees don't produce uh, very edible fruits. There's a big, a big, we don't have, Matcha spoke about this once, about cutting down fruit trees. So in this neighborhood, it's not such a problem. In other communities, it's a bigger problem with cutting down fruit trees. It's a big tumult. How do you get around cutting a fruit tree? A guy called me up, he has a beautiful backyard, and mom's smack in the middle is a fruit tree that wasn't really producing too much fruit. So that makes it a little better, but you got to know how to get around these problems. But not every fruit tree produces edible fruit. So do you know what you're getting when you go down to some, someone's block that says, oh, here's a fruit tree? We don't really know. But what's even more interesting is they put up the Nusach HaBracha. So they do you a favor, they post the Nusach HaBracha. Now, I don't blame them. I really blame Art Scroll. Because if you look in the Sidurim, they change the Nusach HaBracha. They change the Nusach HaBracha from what it appears. It's not really Art Scroll. It appeared before Art Scroll. Whoever started printing Sidurim already. I mean, has a truth about this. If you take a look at the Lashon the Gemara and the Lashon the Shulchan Aruch and the Nusach and the Sidur, it's not the same text. There's a couple changes of a couple of words. Nothing crazy. They change a couple words here and there. For example, if you look in the Siddur, when they quote down the bracha, they say, Hashem didn't miss anything in this world. Now the Gemara doesn't say the word Dover. If you look at the Gemara, the Gemara says the word Klum. Then it goes on to say, The Gemara says, Again, Nice little changes. But many Achreim say, Why are we tampering with the Nusach HaBracha? Who are we? Why are we going to start changing the Nusach bracha? The Gemara gave us the Nusach bracha. Shulchan Aruch gave us the Nusach bracha. Let's leave the Nusach bracha the way it is. So usually when you go down to the tree, they give you the Nusach that's in the Siddur, which is not really the correct Nusach. You should really use the Nusach found in the Gemara, the Nusach found in Shulchan Aruch. I think it's, um, 
somewhere in the Reish Chof area where the Shulchan Aruch brings down the Nusach. But the Sudurim, the way we have it, they tamper with the Nusach. It's really not correct. The Menachos Yitzchak was very bothered by this. And he brings rise in different places where even though a lot of these words might be synonyms, they're not changing the meaning. But some say, why should you tamper with the bracha? Chazal gave us a bracha. We should keep it. So that's something that, uh, be careful when you go to make your Berchus Ilonus, just try to make sure you use the proper text. There's a more of a lumnish child that they tumble about whether or not this is considered a mitzvah to say Shazman Grama. I mean, would this be a time-sensitive bracha? So the assumption would be, of course this is time-sensitive. You can only make it during the month of Nisan. You can only make it when it's sprouting. So does that make that time-sensitive? That takes us back to a famous Chochmah Shloima on the side of the Shulchan Aruch where he talks about Kiddush Levana. Why don't women do Kiddush Levana? So some people say, because it's a time-sensitive mitzvah. You can only be Mekadosh Levana during those uh, couple of weeks. So he has a big Chiddush. He says, no, that's not the way it works. He says a time-sensitive mitzvah is not a mitzvah that the mitzvah you can't make it certain times of the year. In order to be a time-sensitive mitzvah, it has to be that you can make it all the time, but the Torah clamped down and said only do it during these days. The Marshall matzah, you technically eat matzah all year long. The Torah said, I want you to eat it only during certain days in Nisa. But something like the moon, which is only possible a couple weeks out of the month, or something like sprouting the, the, the blossoming of a fruit tree, which is only when it blossoms, then he says that's not considered mangrum. And again, more for the Svardim. Because Svardim, usually women don't make a brach on something which is time sensitive. So that even the Svardim make their brach. There is an interesting Shiloh. What would happen if you travel to Australia and you'd catch the other side of the season? Would you make the bracha twice? Because the place can point out we make this bracha once a season. The question is what happens if I hop two seasons? Because I can jump on a plane and be in another place. Okay. So anyone's taking a trip, they should look into it. If they're going to. Uh, the other side of the world, they should figure out whether or not they're going to make the bracha a second time. But we only make the bracha once a season. You see one fruit tree, you make the bracha once. We don't make the bracha every single time you see a new fruit tree. It's a one time a bracha. Because you're really making a bracha on the season. The fact that Kosh is creating a new season. So if you go to another season on the other side of the world, one would think you should make the bracha again. Whether or not you'd make the bracha again if you switch over to another season, to another side of the hemisphere where they have their, their seasons different than ours. But again, Allah says it's Kadai bracha to make. It's a special bracha. We should try our hardest to make it and try to make it with the proper text as well. How far along the